I invite you to join me in this opening glory and praise. Jesus, being born in human form, humbled himself and was obedient to God, giving his life in nonviolent love, the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God raised up Jesus to the fullness of true life for the glory of God. Glory be to you, O God, creator, Christ, spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever will be, world without end. Amen. Welcome to worship with Seattle Mennonite Church. We worship this morning in solidarity with water defenders and land protectors at line three in Minnesota. Christian peacemaker teams called on churches all across Turtle Island to a Sunday of prayer and action together. They called, made this call for Easter tide this past spring, but we were eager to have Weldon Nicely, who helped put this worship resource together, preach for us. And so we simply delayed our time of prayer and action to this day. And the invitation was to join in prayer and in action to better understand and support indigenous-led resistance. We're delighted that Weldon put this together for churches across Turtle Island, and we're blessed to have him preach for us this morning, weaving together several short stories that amplify the voices of Kurdish women who are dear friends, along with an indigenous Anishinaabe woman, uh, leading the Stop Line 3 efforts in northern Minnesota and several others. We look forward to those stories. Well done. We are all on Indigenous land wherever we are gathered, wherever you are. And here in this sanctuary, and for any of you who are in Seattle, we are on the traditional land of the Duwamish people, the first people of Seattle. The Duwamish live and thrive here, despite years of uh, hardships and hurdles and uh, centuries of violence and aggression and erasure. And we recognize our identity as mostly settler colonizers in this church, and we seek to discomfort and unsettle ourselves as we seek to live in repaired relationship. I am going to put in our chat box the real rent Duwamish website, which is an effort that our congregation participates in and many of our households do. It's an effort to pay real rent to the Duwamish people as a gift of respect and gratitude for the land where we are able to live and worship and work and play together. I invite you now to join me in the call to worship, which I will share here on the screen. Day by day, God leads us to the deep, deep pools of peace, to the rivers and waters of grace. Day by day, Jesus calls us to pour out ourselves in service, to anoint the stranger with hope. Day by day, the Holy Spirit shows us the community we could be, the family we are called to become. 
Amen. And let us sing voices together. Number one, summoned by the God who made us. Let me just tell you how good that feels. <laughs> what a gift. What a gift to be in this space, even with just a few handfuls of beloved people. And we look forward to when all those faces and names represented on the screen that we see there will be in this space together. Uh, indeed, we are moving ever closer to that day. August 15. We'll hear more about that during announcements, but that's the big day to put in your calendars uh, of a homecoming here. 
as we light our just peace candle and our lamp, in fact, for the first time in a long time, our just peace lamp again this week, we remember as we do each week that we both witness to and participate in God's vision of a just peace for all creation. And together, we long for a just peace, we pray for a just peace, we choose to live for a just peace. Peace be with you all. Also with you. Oh. I don't recall if I promised glitches, but there will be glitches. <laughs> there was the first one. I didn't have the book ready that I needed to have ready. I would like to share with you a story, a picture story for people of all ages. And this story is called We Are Water Protectors, written by Carol Lindstrom and illustrated by Michaela Goad. Water is the first medicine, Nokomis told me. We come from water. It nourished us inside our mother's body as it nourishes us here on Mother Earth. Water is sacred, she said. We stand with our songs and our drums. We are still here. The river's rhythm runs through my veins, runs through my people's veins. My people talk of a black snake that will destroy the land. Spoil the water, poison plants and animals, wreck everything in its path. When my people first spoke of the black snake, they foretold that it wouldn't come for many, many years. Mm, now the black snake is here. Its venom burns the land, courses through the water, making it unfit to drink. Take courage! I must keep the black snake away from my village's water. I must rally my people together. to stand for the water, to stand for the land, to stand as one against the black snake. We stand with our songs and our drums. We are still here. 
it will not be easy. We fight for those who cannot fight for themselves, the winged ones, the crawling ones. The four-legged, the two-legged, the plants, trees, rivers, lakes. The earth. We are all related. Tears like waterfalls stream down, tracks down my face, tracks down my people's faces. Water is alive. Water has its own spirit, Nokomis told me. Water is alive. Water remembers our ancestors who came before us, she said. We stand with our songs and our drums. We are still here. We are stewards of the earth. Our spirits have not been broken. We are water protectors. We stand. The black snake is in for the fight of its life. <laughs> we are water protectors. Let us sing. Voices Together 712, Beauty for Brokenness.
Psalm 23, adapted by Murphy Davis. Oh, my beloved friend, you are my shepherd. In your care, I have everything I need. You open the gate to green pastures. You teach me Sabbath and give me time to rest. Beside the flowing stream and the still lake, you restore me to myself in your image. Even though you lead and accompany me into the path of justice and solidarity, and I find my integrity in your way. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I am not afraid because you never leave me and your love casts out fear. With the shepherd's rod and staff, you guide me and give me comfort and strength. You invite me to a bountiful table where enmity and divisions fall away. Justice is important, but supper is essential. You welcome me as an honored guest. My joy overflows like a cup poured full and always spilling over. Surely goodness and mercy have run after me my whole life long. And so I will live under the shelter of your wings and enjoy you forever. I am reading from the third letter of John. The words were adapted by Weldon nicely. I will read the words in light print and you may respond with words in the bold print. See what love God has given us, that we are called the children of God. Beloved, we are God's children now. God's love reveals this is the message you have heard from the beginning. Whoever does not love participates in death. So that we will give our life in love for all. If we have the world's goods, Dear children, let us love not just in word or speech, but love in truth and action. By this, all will know that we are in God's truth. And our hearts will be reassured of this truth. This is God's truth in the risen Jesus Christ. I'll just once again welcome Weldon. Thank you for being here and sharing stories with us. Thank you. Well, yeah, I'm sure I'm set up. Would you like to start it right now? Yeah. May God's love and Jesus' truth be with you all 
SMC family on this very special, amazing, beautiful Sunday together in this unusual way. The biblical story and other stories call us to, uh, to action, a special action today. Megan will lead that soon. Anishinaabe peoples in northern, the indigenous people in northern Minnesota are putting their lives on the line to stop an oil pipeline built across sacred land and waters violating their treaty rights. Well, that call to action will come soon. But before this call to action, we hear God's word and living witnesses that call us to action. The beauty of John's first letter is how simply and profoundly it can be stated. It is about God's love flowing to us and through us to the world, calling us to a life of truth in action. In fact, what we just shared a moment ago, it can be, it comes a, a question that is really a declaration. How is God's love revealed in anyone who has the world's good, yet refuses to share that with others? And then comes the response, love not in word and speech, but in truth and action. Now, to be sure, we are not being told to um, abandon the language of love. And we are certainly not being told that any action is appropriate. These days, far, far, far too much action is driven by fear and falsehood. John's summation then comes that God is love and love drives out fear. We've heard, we all know how this works in so many ways, hailing violent insurrectionists as patriots, tourists, or victims. Blatant voter suppression as bold voter protection. Criminalizing critical race theory as ending racism. We could all name many others. Jonathan Rausch's new book, The Constitution of Knowledge, documents that we are being flooded with what he calls a fire hose of falsehood. We are bombarded with deliberate efforts to divide, dominate, and disorient in what he calls a brain scrambling assault on our Constitution of Knowledge. I added this icon of Jesus here as the, an iconic contrast to that. It is a, my favorite portrait of Jesus, a, um, uh, an icon that a very dear friend, my spiritual director has created. It is a Palestinian Jesus, an iconic contrast to a white Western Jesus. It is the symbol and reality of truth in action. Is that advancing? Oh. 
Okay, so why don't you? It, it will do it now. Okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> oh, my beloved friend, you are my shepherd. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I am not afraid because you never leave me and your love casts out fear. Mark just read our beloved friend Murphy Davis's 23rd Psalm. Murphy and Ed, as many of you know, founded the Open Door Community for many years in Atlanta, now in Baltimore. And they've devoted their lives to ending homelessness and capital punishment in the struggle against what I call cancer in the body politic. For 25 years, Mercy, Murphy also struggled against cancer in her own body. Last October 22, Murphy fulfilled life on earth, entering the fullness of life with God forever. Before she died, fortunately, Murphy was able to publish her story that is, the title is from Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy, a journey into wholeness and solidarity. Thank you, Murphy, for embodying love and truth in action. This Sunday, I had another Psalm 23 tribute. Our beloved Thelma Kaufman recently published two books of poetry. Her poem, Psalm 23, according to me, proclaims, Surely goodness and compassion shall surround me all the days of my earthly life, and I am confident I will continue to dwell in God's presence forever. Thank you, Thelma, for living love and truth and action in our midst for so many years. Mona al-Zahari is CPT's Palestine team a program support coordinator and a very dear friend. A human rights activist and trauma counselor, Mona gives her life to undoing oppression of Palestinians and others. In a recent CPT Palestine webinar, Mona shared an insight about Palestinians that I had never heard before. Mona explained how many people come to Palestine and then uh, express their admiration for Palestinians being so resilient, Palestinian resilience. Mona explained that being called resilient contributes to their oppression. Resilience adapts to adversity and, and even oppression as a way of survival. Resistance rather than resilience is needed to confront and transform violence. A few days ago, Mona explained and shared with me, as a Palestinian, I don't have a choice to feel down or to give up. I have to resist if I want to transform oppression. I have to work daily for our children's freedom. Inaction enables violence. Neutrality is oppression's accomplice. Shukran, Mona, for embodying love and truth in action. Dr. Chilman Hardy is a Kurdish professor, poet, and prophet. I've shared about her previously, but I'm sharing just a bit different today. In a recent essay, Poetry's Power to Speak the Unspeakable, the Kurdish Story, Dr. Chilman declares, 
It is my duty to ruin the facade of normality and fairness that prevails. The status quo is full of injustice and inequality, full of voices that are shut out because we want to move on. Poetry is a perfect medium to tell difficult and marginalized stories, to challenge dominant narratives and accepted realities. A few lines from her haunting, hopeful, healing poetry. Razan, 1923, sitting around an old table, they drew lines across the map, dividing the place I would call my country. A century ago, right after World War I, the UK and others created Iraqi boundaries consigning Kurds to minority status. Or another similar poem. I sing my country for the silence that surrounds it. I remember a country forgotten by everyone else. Zorspas Choman for embodying love and truth in action. In June, we were in um, Douglas, Arizona and Agua Prieta, Mexico with Jack and Linda Knox. They work with immigrants and asylum seekers on the border as a CPT affiliated effort. But the person I want you to see here is in the left photo, the woman standing at the center of the garden there, Alicia, a young mother. Alicia showed us the women's community garden and sewing project in Agua Prieta. She proudly told us about immigrant women uh, with this garden and their sewing project and growing food and earning money. What was so evident in her and inspiring was her vibrant life and love that just bubbled up out of her. Later, Linda shared with us that when Alicia had arrived several months earlier, she could barely look at or speak to anyone. Muchas gracias, Alicia, for embodying love in truth, in action. I added this mural here because it's so important there. It's a mural that shows the border wall dissolving into butterflies flying away. The Agua Prieta side of a border they did not build or ask for is it is covered with beautiful murals like this one. In contrast, the US built border wall is 30 foot feet high, cold steel, six inch square poles set in concrete topped by four foot high metal panels. Seeing Marg here, and that's Jack Knoxon and my twin brother Sheldon and uh, sister-in-law Mim were with us here, but it gives you some sense of the size of that wall. On the picture on the right, then, the border wall abruptly ends in eastern Arizona. Building stopped on January 20. Not a thing has happened since then, thank God. I am standing here in God's open desert at this point, looking at that wall, but standing in Mexico and the United States, a place without boundary. We either build walls or we build bridges. So I've adapted the WWJD to WWJB. What would Jesus build? Bridges. 
Recently, a former United States Senator boasted, we came here, you can guess who he was speaking to, it was a political rally. We came here and birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there was nothing here. We did it for faith and freedom. That happened two months ago. <laughs> that myth is rooted in the doctrine of discovery as it has been for over 500 years. Our own beloved Sarah is leading an effort to dismantle the doctrine of discovery. Her new book, The Land is Not Empty, following Jesus in dismantling the doctrine of discovery. Here, Sarah weaves her own personal story as an indigenous woman of faith with her calling to resist the myth that uh, Turtle Island is Terra Nullis, empty land. She brilliantly narrates a legal, philosophical, moral, biblical critique of colonial settler domination and discrimination ravaging sacred land and peoples. Her book reads like a novel, reveals like a biblical commentary and resists oppression with searing socio-political analysis and activism. Thank you, beloved Sarah, for embodying love and truth in action. On Thursday, women water protectors called us to rise up like the waters and join them to promote treaty rights at the Shell River endangering, endangered by Enbridge's, and Enbridge is a Canadian pipeline building firm. Uh, they're building Line 3, an oil pipeline in northern Minnesota. Their message, a society that permits violence on water and violence on women is a society we stand to change. As Enbridge builds Line 3 through Anishinaabe Treaty Territory and over 20 river crossings, including the Mississippi headwaters, we continue to stand strong in our resistance. Chi migweche, that's the best I can do in Ojibwe for thank you women for the rivers embodying love and truth in action. Murphy, Thelma, Mona, Choman, Alicia, Sarah, women for the, ri uh, ri women for the rivers, ordinary people doing extraordinary things with love and truth in action. May they inspire you as they do me. And I'm sure all of you could add your own stories to this. I wish we had time and a way to do that. Finally, Oil Pipeline 3 crosses sacred land and water in Minnesota. Anishinaabe peoples work tirelessly to stop Line 3 and call us to join them. There are currently five sites where they're putting their lives on the line there. They learned from Standing Rock and are deciding not to do it at one place where all the attention gets, but five sites and inviting CPT and everyone else to join them in this uh, resistance along Line 3. There are many ways to join the resistance and solidarity with Anishinaabe peoples. Jesus calls us to love and truth in action. Amen. Okay, how do I?
Thank you, Weldon, for amplifying the voices and the stories of these just justice seekers, peacemakers, water protectors. CPTs was a call to prayer and action. And so I'm going to share with you just a couple of ways that you might be drawn into action to stop the black snake, as we heard in the storybook, going across sacred lands in Minnesota. One is there is an effort to collect signatures for a petition that's going directly to President Joe Biden. So that link is now in your chat box and you can open that in a tab. That's a quick and easy way to offer one piece of action. You can also find additional opportunities. If you'd like to dig into this more, if you're inspired and you want to dig in more, here's another link in your chat box. Uh, oh, it's the same link, sorry. Um, but there are other things that are there. You can find additional action opportunities like fact sheets to enable letters to the editor, information about how to divest if your bank is one of the 64 banks that are backing the Dakota Access Pipeline. And the list of 64 banks is found at that link. There are also lawn signs there. That's a way that you wanna participate. And there's information about doing more organizing in your local community. I am also going to share with you a two and a half minute video I'm not going to show it right now, but I'm going to put the link in the chat box so you could click it and have it open in a tab and watch it after the service. Two and a half minutes long, Winona LaDuc responding to the question, what is line three? So if that's you, <laughs> you're saying, wait, what's all this talk about line three? I get it that there's sort of oil involved in Minnesota vaguely. Um, Winona LaDuc in two and a half minutes uh, just encapsulates what is line three. I am so glad, Weldon, we didn't coordinate this. I didn't know that he was going to plug the book that I put on my stack to show, which is our own Sarah Augustine. It's now, it's been on pre-order for a while and it just arrived, what, a couple of weeks ago is I think when it arrived at the church. So it's now like a real book in my hand and I'm one of those people who likes real books in my hand. Um, nothing against e-readers, they're handy for certain things, but I like this. The Land is Not Empty by Sarah Augustine, and I put a link to Herald Press, which is our Mennonite press that published this book. That's in your chat box, so you could commit to ordering this book and reading it. Um, maybe even a group of us will get together and read it together. Wouldn't that be fun? That's another way to be in action. And then if you like to uh, shift resources and funds, Right there is a link to donate to Honor the Earth to support Indigenous-led advocacy, education, and litigation to stop line three. We will now have a hymn of reflection together, and as you listen to this hymn, I encourage you to open one or two or all of those links. Maybe add your signature as part of your prayer. 
peruse the action opportunities, make a donation, or join us in singing this prayer together so that we are empowered ourselves to embody love and action in our world. Let's sing together 145 in Voices Together, Touch the Earth Lightly, 145. Thank you again, Weldon, for lifting up the story of our sister, Thelma. Thelma, who we are sending this day with our love and our prayers and our blessing. If you have voices together, you may turn to 962. That prayer will be the prayer that we uh, join in together with our dear sister. We'll also put the text of the first part of that prayer in the chat box. Thelma, I want you to know that I am looking at you. I know it's strange on these screens, <laughs> um, but I am gazing into your eyes and I hope that you can trust and feel that and know that 
those in your community, your other sisters and brothers and kindred are also looking at you. I invite you to find Thelma's face on your screens and be able to see her as we offer this prayer. Let's join together then. God, who is Alpha and Omega, we thank you for your faithfulness in all our beginnings and endings and for the companions you provide for us on our journey. We give thanks for the presence of Thelma with us these many, many years. We hold you, Thelma, in our heart and in our prayers with gratitude for the life that we together have shared and hope for the path that is ahead of you in this next season of life. Thelma, our beloved, is leaving Seattle and moving to Abbotsford, British Columbia. <laughs> and Thelma, we'd love to invite you to speak with us briefly uh, about your time here and your time ahead, whatever it is you would have to share with us. And may I ask Casey that we go to speaker view for this so we can see Thelma bigger. Thank you. So Thelma, when you're ready, you may unmute and, and share with us. Thank you, Megan. I am so grateful that Bob and I found a spiritual community at SMC. I remember in 1997, we first spoke with Weldon, who was pastor then about becoming members here. And he assured us that if we were on a journey towards God, the source and center, we were welcome. Hmm. We had both found peace and a renewed faith outside our roots in the Mennonite church. And we were happy to find a community that not only valued the traditional practice of peace and justice and service, but was also a growing community with the life of the spirit. Bob found a place where he could share his gift of music and I found opportunities in leadership and in teaching Sunday school. I still remember the day that Nathan O'Leary wanted to sit with me in church and I was honored. I remember Malcolm, David Huntelman and others who have now moved on into their own worlds. The time that Kean shared a lesson with the Sunday school parents or when Sam shared his confirmation experience or when Eva began to play piano in church. The children of the families in this church are still important to me. In the last few years, I have devoted time and energy to supporting different persons and families in prayer. I have great faith in the power of holding persons and situation in God's light. Thank you, Megan, for being with us and a faithful presence when Bob passed. And thank you all of the church community for being a supportive group for me. You will be greatly missed and I have faith that your good work will continue and grow and that I will find another community in Abbotsford. Thank you. That is our prayer for you as well, Thelma. And in fact is named as we pick up Let's continue the prayer in voices together. It's also in your chat box. 
together. Guide this time of transition. Prepare a home in a new community where faithfulness may continue to grow. Through Christ Jesus, who across time and place makes us one. Amen. And now, Thelma, a, a little sending benediction just for you. The words from Claire of Assisi. And I invite you all here or on your screens to lift out hands and blessing. You may also, the ASL sign, remember, is starting at your lips and then spreading down. So you may also make the sign for bless you. Thelma, live without fear. Your creator has made you holy, has always protected you, and loves you as a mother. Go in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with you always. Amen. Thank you. Let us now join together in our prayers of the people. And if you have prayers that you would like spoken aloud, I invite you to add those into the chat box. Let us pray. Creator God, we lament the ways we have failed to sense your spirit in the waters, the rivers, the fountains, and the seas. We confess that we have often tried to separate ourselves from Mother Earth. We have forgotten that the water is our sister, our sibling, our kindred, who sustains us. Teach us to care for your beloved earth, our creation, and not to care for pipelines. Lead us away from falsehoods and toward your will and your peace. Teach us to sit still in your beloved creation. Let our cries of repentance reach your ears. God, we gather as your people in the presence of your spirit and offer you the prayers of our hearts. Hear now the prayers of the people that are gathered from many different places and in many different ways, but all in your name. We pray for Camp Camrick, and I noticed Harold on the screen earlier sitting there at Camrick. We pray for Camp Camrick, for the children and youth and staff and volunteers and the whole community that is gathered there right now in the sacred cathedral of your creation. God be with them, each one. We pray for Ben, who's recovering from experiencing severe nosebleeds at camp a couple of weeks ago and recovering from a procedure meant to resolve the issue. May he indeed find healing on the path ahead. We continue to pray for each one in our church community and beyond who loved Larry Scheffler and Vern Willis, for all who are grieving the loss of these beloveds. God, grant comfort and connection in these sorrow-filled days. We lift up in prayer Carl Westfall as he prepares to gather with Pastor Jonathan and many beloveds to remember and celebrate the life of Devon. 
May he experience our prayers uplifting him. We pray for the Lake City Partners Ending Homelessness community as they continue to walk through so many big transitions with the Neufelds departing and the Oaks on its way to full capacity and attending to many details and relationships along the way. We give thanks for the strong candidates who interviewed this week for the executive director position, which Melanie has so faithfully held these years. We pray that the right person is being called into leadership for this next season of ministry. Turning now to the prayers in our chat. With Jennifer Delante, prayers of healing and medical skill for her beloved 90-year-old stepfather, Ed Gillickson, I'm saying his name incorrectly, it's Ed, who broke his femur yesterday and is scheduled for surgery at 1240 today. And also remembering Jennifer's dear mother-in-law, Ruth Stovall, who passed on to heaven on this day in 1994. With Susan holding Camrick staff up for the final week of camp and one staff member leaving last night with a health issue. Oh, goodness. God be with all of them as they seek to fill that gap and come together and be with the person who has the health issue. May they find healing. Praying with Pete, prayers for his knee surgery tomorrow morning to repair his meniscus. God be with you, Pete. And with Sabrina, prayers for a successful surgery for Dave on Tuesday and for a speedy recovery. Indeed, may it be so. And praying with Andy and Joyce and Casey for Casey as he goes back on the road today. And with gratitude to Casey for delaying his return to the road so that he could be here with us this morning. Traveling mercies to you, Casey. With Emily Miller praying for her parents and their community in Arusha, COVID is booming there with essentially no access to vaccines. Emily's mom, Christy, spent the past three days helping care for their friend Elizabeth, who died of COVID this morning. Oh, God have mercy. Oh, with Sarah Oyer, prayers for Ben, who had a seizure at Camrick last night. My goodness, and is on his way home today. The initial ER diagnostics showed no obvious issues and they will follow up in Seattle. Oh, God be with Ben. Oh, and with Sarah and the whole family. With Susan, we lift up the staff of God's Little Acre and the Oaks who experience and absorb trauma on a daily basis. With Kathy Railsback, prayers for their son, Michael Ung, who leaves for Boston on Thursday morning in anticipation of starting college there in the fall. Godspeed and traveling mercies to you, Michael. 
and with Mary Vadine continued prayers for her Amish friends and her family. Creator God, we give thanks to you for our Mother Earth, our sister water who sustains us. Give us joy in caring for your beloved creation, your earth, our home. With deep gratitude, we pray. And all God's people together said and signed, amen. We are grateful for the many gifts that each of you offer to our, our congregation. And I'm looking out on about a dozen people who have gifted us time and music and technical expertise and all of Lee's many labors, just so much. There's so much that each of you give into the life of our congregation for which we are grateful. And specifically, we do give thanks for uh, your, uh, sorry, commitment of money to sustain our ministries here. And we've been grateful, especially during this time of pandemic for the means to collect those offerings digitally. So that link is also in your chat box if you would like to offer a gift of gratitude. Let us sing together for the healing of the nations as our closing hymn. It's number 705 in Voices Together. For the healing of the nations, 705. receive this benediction and with gratitude to my brother Weldon for these words. 
May the God of grace and God of glory give us grace and goodness to acknowledge our diversity in God. Give us wisdom and wonder to discover our unity in God. Give us courage and compassion to be God's people in truth and love in action. Go in the power of God's love as disciples of Jesus, the risen Christ, and in communion with the Holy Spirit. Amen, and may it be so.